0: all right looks like we are going live here and looks like we are live across the board so welcome welcome everybody hey thanks for tuning in to another episode hope you guys are enjoying the stream hope it is is a light enlightening and you know my goal um, in my preaching is to present accurate beneficial christian theology right i want to benefit you the, the lives of my listeners right i have a real uh goal of being that good soil that christ talks about that if you trust what i'm saying if you put what i'm saying into practice right it will benefit your lives and right it's not really right when i'm saying oh if you put what i'm saying into practice that's not really accurate right while i am saying it right it was originally spoken by christ god the prophets right that is why uh the United States, right, if you look at our law system, if you look at the structure of our uh, society, many, many laws and many uh, aspects of our society are founded and based off of biblical theology. It's very, very fascinating. And it is why, right, the United States has been the most prominent, the most successful government for over a 100 years now. And understanding that this is what putting the ways of God has to offer for you in your life, right? That is the offer that God is offering, right? You follow my ways and my ways, the ways of God will cause your life to flourish. They will bring your dreams, blessings, the favor of the Lord down upon your life, right? That is what is written biblically. And that is what I have seen through practicing ways of god in my life and that is what roughly 40 to 80 percent of the world's population have seen and say right so understanding that is very important right it's not just words it's not just uh, a small fringe belief system that works only for a very small amount of people right these ways these practices are the ways that if you no matter who you are put them into practice they will be extremely beneficial for your lives and the lives of those around you your families your friends right they will steer friends away from disaster they will steer you away from disaster they will steer you away from times of suffering hardship despair etc 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 the benefits of christianity the benefits of the ways contained within the bible right were handed down by not met the knowledge of mankind, right? They are above the knowledge of mankind. God's ways are higher, his thoughts are higher. So when you start working with that, you can see the miraculous start to flourish in your life and locked doorways open, etc. And that's very important to walk with as you walk and live your days as a Christian, right? And so that is sort of what my sermon is going to be about. It's going to be about how we become Christian, what is required of us, what is asked of us by God, right? While the bad soil teachers, right, will tell you, oh, do whatever you like. You can call yourself Christian. That's not what the Bible says, right? Christianity, the immortal state of Christianity, is not something that can be spoken just by words. It's not something that can be Just practiced in actions alone. It has to be a unity of spirit, God, your inner state, your actions, your words, everything that you are with God. Then you reach that point of righteousness called Christianity and you begin walking towards that point of of righteousness called Christianity and that is when immortality itself will manifest the favor of God will begin to manifest in your life and cause your life to supra-abound, right? God is not offering a, a life of mediocrity, right? Do this and I'll give you a mediocre life. Nope. God is offering an exceptional, incredible, miraculous, joyous life that is god's offer that is what you see the men of the bible receiving and that is exactly what you will receive if you follow the ways of the one true living god and abide in them it's not as easy as what most people like to tell you right do anything you like well that doesn't really make sense right if i'm a christian if i'm calling myself christian and i'm a raging alcoholic right my productivity is probably going to suffer, right? And so, uh, right, the truth, it's, it's harder than just, hey, do whatever you like. But the truth, while it is harder, because it is harder, it will also yield far more than the lie. So make sure to understand the difference between good soil and bad soil in your life. It is extremely important, right? It is the difference between Actually being Christian and not being a Christian. It is the difference of leap between leading a mediocre life, a life of mediocrity, and an exceptional, incredible life. It is the difference between life and death. Alright, and so okay, interestingly enough, some of my sermon. Got cut off this time as well. <clears throat> That's frustrating. All right. So uh, so this all began with God speaking, right? God spoke to Noah. God spoke to Abraham. And uh, right these prophets, they listened to God. And these prophets began writing. They began to do the will of an almighty being. They began to do the will of the Father. The prophets then, afterwards, right, after there was some written content, they began studying ancient forms of the Bible. And from those ancient forms, they began to familiarize themselves with God's ways, God's holy scriptures in their hearts, in their minds, and in their spirits, right? Afterwards, they began to put these holy scriptures into practice within their lives, day in and day out, as they began walking towards that Christian state. And the second you start walking towards it and make the decision to remain in it, right, that is when you become Christian. So there are baby Christians out there who are just starting, and they're not really the most well-developed yet, right? They're not practiced in remaining in a loving state when people are ragging on them or getting on their case, etc. So sometimes, right, when there is a newer baby Christian, right, and you and someone pokes fun at them, right, well, their first reaction might be to jump down someone's throat or things like that. And understanding that there is that difference between uh, an actual Christian You know, a mature Christian, a baby Christian, a teenage Christian, whatever, right? It's important because when you go into places, sometimes you will find people who are just a little offensive. Maybe they're bitter still. Maybe they're hateful still. Christians are not bitter. They're not filled with bitterness, right? We're not hateful people or very loving people. Bitterness, the Bible calls Christians to take bitterness and get it out, do whatever it takes to get that bitterness out so you can have that incredible life that it, that you love, right? Bitterness is not something that people love. Therefore, you have to get it out in order to love your life. This will involve applying Christ's principles of forgiveness and loving, being loving towards each other, right? Not forgiving... Uh, Right, sometimes in life we have things that uh, maybe are unforgivable, right? Well, you forgive them for your own sake. You forgive other people so that you don't carry a 10-pound bag of hatred or bitterness around you your whole life. You take that 10-pound bag, ba- bag of hatred and you say, I don't want it, I forgive you. That doesn't mean you have to welcome people who are damaging you back into your, in, into their into your life. It doesn't mean you have to give them the opportunity to hurt you again, etc. It just means that within your temple, within your temple, right? You just say, you know what? I've seen this flaw. I've seen this bitterness. I don't want it. You can have the bitterness. I'm going to have love. I've seen this bag of hatred in myself. I don't want it. You can have the hatred. I'm going to have the happiness and the joy. And this is what the basics, the foundation of Christianity that Christ talks about and is contained within the very first step to being Christian, given by Christ himself, found in Matthew twenty-two, thirty-seven. 37. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And it's very important to combine those three, soul, heart, and mind. And they are all important, right? There are three aspects to a trinity that is what comprises mankind. All mankind, each individual has a soul, a heart, and a mind, right? And you have to keep those three in alignment with God. And so here, Christ is placing the first and most important part of our faith. That Christ is that Christ commands, right? It is love. He places love as the first and most important part of our faith. Therefore, as disciples of Christ, as Christians, which mean of which means of Christ, right? Not of the prophets, not of the apostles. Christians means of Christ, right? So the Messiah's words red letters stand stand sovereign overruling any other spoken word of prophets apostles etc right and so uh sometimes you will see seeming contradictions in the bible right christ's words are sovereign he is the messiah he is the head of the religion we follow christ's words in this case to be very loving What is God? God is all creation. God is all things, right? So we are very loving towards all good things. We are leading them, guiding them, calling them home, calling them back from that edge of the abyss, calling them back from that disaster into the loving arms of God, Christ Jesus. And now sometimes while, you know, you're calling them into the loving arms of God, It may not seem so straightforward, but what does that look like? It looks like Christian individuals actually hugging people, actually loving people and say, hey, maybe that group of friends that's doing hard drugs is not the best for you. Come and hang out with us. Pursue healthier pathways in your life. Pursue the good soil that will lead you out of the death, out of the darkness, and into the light, into that life of, of abundance that will save people's lives. It will save people's souls, and it will do part of God's work for Him. And that is something that Christians are striving to do make straight the pathway, make straight the highway for the Lord God of Israel. We're trying to help God, we are servants. Of the Lord God of Israel without exception. And this is true even for the warrior prophets, right? They had that core of love. They were acting out of love for the flock, right? And so when you see that dynamic in the uh, Bible presented of shepherds, right? Well, shepherds, they guard from wolves. They protect the flock from wolves right they protect the flock from metaphorical wolves which can be temptation right it can be sin it can be sinful people etc 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 right and so the motivator though it may be be hard to see behind all of the men of the bible is indeed that christian love the way the way referencing christ jesus When you hear someone say the way, that means Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And so the next is much like the first. In Mark 12, 31, the second commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. And this is the second commandment given again by Christ. Here, Christ is instructing his disciples, right, Christians of Christ to reach for that next level of love beyond what you see portrayed among the members of normal society, caring just a little bit more, loving each other, even the least of us, just a little bit more, giving just a little bit more of ourselves to other people, going above and beyond as often as we can in order to display that Divine love of God that he poured out out of his goodness for us and displays for each and every one of us to set example to us as to what, as Christians, we are to be imitators of. As Christians, we're not trying to imitate the world. We're trying to imitate God, his love and his divine ways of love. (sighs) So. God, in all his wisdom, set the first and the second commandment, the first and second steps to becoming Christian as love and love, being loving and maintaining, holding on, even in the times of hardship, that core of love day in and day out as we learn to hold on to that core of love even in the darkest moments of our lives even when there are temptations trying to or tempters right tempting us to jump outside our covenant step, come come play with me come step outside my covenant no thank you you can have what's outside the covenant what's outside the covenant many of us prior to coming to christianity went and tried many of us had to walk through those moments of mistake in our lives before we came to the full realization that I'm not interested in what's outside the covenant. I'm interested in the goodness and the love that dwelleth within the spirit of the one true living God that exists within the confines of God's covenant. And so when our faith is tested, when the tempters come, It's up to us Christians not to break away from God's covenant of love, but instead to have faith and press into God's covenant of love. Knowing that the best way out of that darkness, out of those dark times, is pressing into the light of God himself and becoming, moving towards becoming that glorious city atop a high hill, that light that cannot be hidden unto your city your family, your nation, and unto all the earth. That is what God is talking about, right? He is talking about the pursuit of righteousness, the pursuit of God's light, as Christ himself states in Matthew 23, 26. Woe to you blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the dish, of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. You see, that state called righteousness begins when we combine our lives with God in his holy ways from the inside out. It involves ridding ourselves of all that is sinful. And it is a process that does indeed take some time and a level of commitment, a level of commitment to self-change and self-discipline that, at some periods during our lives will require perseverance, faith. And yes, it can be difficult, but know that God goes with you. God goes before his faithful servants and is always guiding us, always leading us into those moments in our lives. Even within the breakdowns, even while we're experiencing the times of suffering and find ourselves drenched in tears, god is with us god is moving with you shaping you into exactly what he wants you to be because if that's what it takes if god has to bring you into a point of tears and suffering so that one day you his beloved child can come home into the courts of heaven and immortality then that is exactly what god is going to do in order to get that sin out of your life so that you can rise up and take hold of that glorious destiny that God has placed within your future. You see, King David had to work as a shepherd prior to his exaltation. Joseph had to be stripped of pride and privilege, his multicolored robe, and endure what is known as the refiner's flames prior to receiving his exaltation by the hand of God. You see, God is willing to do what it takes whatever it takes to shape you into that God-designed shape, into that vision which he has had for you prior to your birth. And now sometimes it's hard. Sometimes the trials, enduring them, will be difficult as we ourselves sometimes act much like stubborn mules kicking and mean against the will of the one true living god himself against our own best interests but god will keep working with us he'll keep shaping us and this is a testament to his own greatness as god drags us out of love Out of that divine love that has drawn over 80% of the world's population unto confessing the one true name of the living God. That irresistible love that is drawing and draws all things into it. The love of God. The love of the Father unto his children. Though we are lost and without knowledge though we have not walked the recesses of the deeps though we do not know the way of the to the abode of light god knows the way and out of that love he will bring us there he will lead us to that portion he will lead us to that promised land out of love even if we're fighting him That is how good God is. And if you really think into it, that is the true definition of the word love itself. It does not give up on people. It does not let them drown. It sticks with them fighting every tooth and nail step of the way until that last moment. And so by faith and as witnesses to this great love, this incredible divine love that God possesses, we Christians of Christ follow and choose to serve the one true living God. We choose to focus and choose focuses that allow us to hold fast within our cores onto that divine love. As it is much like a wellspring much like a wellspring atop a high mountain that wells up within us and begins to run over and overflow, filling our cups, the cups of our lives, downwardly and out into the lands of our lives, producing that abundant harvest, that God-touched life, that good soil, that life that you will love if you apply the ways of God to your life. John 4:14 4, Jesus Christ himself the water that I give you will become in you a spring of water welling up into eternal life. And so drinking of the ways of God practicing the ways of God into that everlasting spring of life into that overflowing abundantly overabounding life right that is what happens when you practice the ways of God you cannot fully grasp the practices of the Bible the ways of God without doing just that putting them into practice and thus that thus action is required of all who would call themselves Christians James two seventeen. in the same way faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action is dead Faith without action is not faith at all, but merely kind words and a darkened soul. You see, love itself isn't just words, but words and actions combined into some sort of unstoppable force, into the unstoppable covenant formed and fashioned by the one true living God himself. Each of you will put to flight a thousand of the enemy, for the Lord, your God, fights for you, just as he promised. These are some of the great promises that God offers to his servants. And the first day of Christianity, I'll tell you, I didn't get these. I was like, yeah, it sounds really, really cool. I don't understand it. But I'll tell you, several years into my walk with Christianity, 20 years into my walk with Christianity, they start to make perfect sense. The parables of Christ will make perfect sense as long as you keep walking with God. Each and every one of them. You see when God lays down that perfect plan over your life, there is nothing in all existence that can stop our God from accomplishing his plan, his destiny that he has placed before you. You see God goes before his servants and the word of the lord once it has gone out from the lord god of israel's mouth it is accomplished nothing in all existence can stop it thus we are called to be people a people a christian people of action of love and of action combined and this is contained within the teaching teachings of the Bible, and this is contained in the word faith. It is part of the Christian faith that we are to combine ourselves fully with the doctrine of the Bible, not just practicing the parts we like of it, not just practicing what is convenient, but practicing all of it, even if sometimes that means enduring hardships. You see, the prophets were put through physical, literal wars. The prophets endured being chased down and hunted by agents of evil. The prophets, in order to withstand these trials and the hardships that God has had placed within their lives, they applied the covenant to survive. They applied faith to stand, even in their darkest days. They took every measure possible of themselves and applied faith in their covenants to stand and receive that victory that overcoming of all things and the world itself take heart for i have overcome the world and christ himself says to the one who overcomes i will grant the right to sit with me on my throne just as i overcame and sat down with my father On his throne you see we as Christians when we read these scriptures we are to gain an understanding of them we are to be imitators of God like I said as Christians not imitators of the ways of mankind we are letting the ways of this world the ways of mankind which are indeed inferior to the ways of God we're letting those ways go and becoming imitator Imitators of God, imitators of higher divine ways, imitators of the divine realms and God himself, so that we can overcome all that God sets before us. One trial after the next, as he has done for each and every one of us in our pasts and as God will do for each and every one of us again in our future. You see, when you begin to walk with the one true living God and doing what the Bible says, doing what God asks Christians to do, it's much like you begin to swirl, like a mighty tempest begins moving around you day after day and night after night into this God-created tornado with the one true God conquering one thing after the next out of love In our lives, as your dreams themselves walk into your life, as the challenges of this life and all creation seems to remove in response to the voice of the one true living God. It is if a roaring storm is circling around you with all things, all creation answering to God's commands all around you as you stand at the right hand of God in a state of complete peace and tranquility, standing in the eye of the storm. Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. This is what God is offering So serve God onely, seek first the kingdom of heaven, and you will know exactly what I'm talking about when I'm referencing a storm swirling around you, accomplishing God's will, accomplishing your life as you stand in the eye of the storm at peace with God. And one day you will look back over the events of your life from atop that high peak atop that high mountain of God and know that this could only have been possible by the hand of God himself. You may not always know where you're going in life, though a plan is useful and goals are critical, but all you have to do is keep moving, keep listening, keep loving God's voice, going where God's voice directs you, and God will get you the rest of the way. You see, overcoming sin in union with a connection to God is the state called righteousness, which all mankind is seeking desperately, whether they know it or not. These are the pathways to life, joy, happiness, and the fulfillment of your dreams through faith with God. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to a mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So as Christians, we listen to the voice of God. We focus and set goals. We persevere. We walk with the Lord God of Israel unto the destiny that God has placed before us, where God is leading us even if it's gonna be hard, even if it takes us doing things that we don't always wanna do. This is reflected in the deeds and the events of the prophet's lives. David didn't want to face down Goliath, but David knew that God would deliver him from the giant in his life. And so David stepped up, David stepped out onto the field of battle and brought God a victory as he kept moving towards that perfecting of his own covenant with God. It's not for mankind that Christians act. It's not to gain reverence or renown or fame with mankind. It's, that's not something Christians are going for. When we act, right, what we do, we do for God and God alone. Moving out of alignment with the ways of this world and into alignment with the ways of the one true living God himself. And perfecting, right? It's not always going to be the easiest. Christianity, believe it or not, right? It's not always the easiest. The perfecting of just the first step of Christianity, i.e. love, becoming very loving. It can be difficult at times, and it sometimes takes an entire lifetime to develop. It takes perhaps a near constant conscious focus on love itself as we press forward, attempting to grasp the full meaning of the very first and second commandments given to us by God himself, which are love and being loving towards other people. But when you start to grasp the full definition of love and just how much is contained in that one beautiful word, love, it's gonna take you a whole lifetime. And so remember that first and foremost, as Christians, we strive to embody that divine love of God and his holy ways, seeking to do God's will over our own will. And we as Christians, are loyal first and foremost to God and God alone, not to a man, not to a building, not to any place in all existence, but instead possessing undying loyalty to the one true living God and his ways and his will. When you practice these ways, you will begin walking out of death, out of despair, out of loneliness, out of any type of suffering in your life out of the death out of the darkness and into the light into the life and into life everlasting that is the promise of the one true living god that is the offer that god is offering and there is no greater offer in all existence there is no greater road that can be walked than walking your life's road with god so choose wisely choose wisely at whose table you are going to sit, at whose table you're going to hand your life into. Because if you hand it unto the wrong master, if you hand it unto money, for example, like many men do, well, you can go online nowadays and you can study just how happy most of those people who handed their lives to money, the the singular pursuit of finance, they look, Warren Buffett would be a good example of that. Very rich, doesn't look very happy, doesn't seem very happy. And if you look at the story of his life, it's sort of, <laughs> it, it might, you could compare it to a life that was hit by a hurricane. Divorce after divorce, misery after misery. When he should have been focusing on love as God commands, his family doesn't very just doesn't speak very well of him, and so when you look back on the days of your life, what you will find is that that love, that focus, that extreme emphasis that God commands us to focus on love is the first and foremost, the most important thing in all life. It is the foundation of all creation. It is what God set as the foundation of all creation, as He created all existence. And so understanding this focus, this extreme emphasis on love that Christians, we embody, we practice, and it is practicing, right? We're not perfect uh, one moment, We're, we're not hateful one moment and then perfect the next. That's just not how it goes. It takes time. But the sooner you make that conscious decision to really put an emphasis on your life, upon love, upon being loving and loving other people, actually caring for other people, well, that's when God's gonna start moving. That's when God's gonna see that level of dedication in your life that he calls us to have. It's called faith. That faith, that loving faith, that again has called all creation, that draws all creation into it. And you will see the benefits of just this one word, just these two commandments, love and love upon your life, and they will cause your life to abound and flourish as they lead you step by step, day after day, into that life of your dreams and into that life that you will love, that life combined with God and his holy ways that leads all creation to happiness, to joy, joy to the full, a complete life, a life with God. Hey, blessings on y'all. Thanks so much for tuning in and have a great rest of your day.